Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And wishing wishing it was warm today. Oh, it's not a 55 degrees there? Rub it in, Reed. <laughs> you live in sunny California. I it is that, great. I think the high is 33 here. Oh, well, I guess I, I'm not too jealous, but... Yeah. We're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to give our pick for favorite superhero sequels. Um, and just because Wait. we've said this one a bunch, we're eliminating The Dark Knight from our available list. Reed said it's too obvious. It's clearly the best sequel to a superhero movie. So, Ty, what is mm. your second favorite superhero sequel? The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Deadpool too. Oh or, yeah. Okay. No, I like that. Or Ant Man too. Ant Man too is good too. <laughs> What's yours, Reed? <laughs> I'm going with Captain America: Civil War. Oh, gross. What? I liked it. All I think the Captain all- America ones are. I don't know. A little more like genre y. I think they're fun. Okay. They're all the same to me, all those Marvel ones. Well, talking about movies that have a have a look and a feel, uh, Wonder Woman feels like a DC movie for sure, right? Like the style, the anim- like computer graphics. The bad computer graphics, is that what you mean? Yeah, where it looks fake. Her like the I don't know, even from the, the competition at the beginning. Oh yeah, the competition looked so fake. They don't, uh, yeah, they just, I don't know what's going on at DC, man. Uh, just, I, don't, I don't know how long we're going to talk about this movie because straight up, I hated this film so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I hated everything. I hated the acting. I hated the story. I hated the graphics. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's in 1984. There's this wish giving thing. She doesn't ever say her wish out loud, but it does manifest, which is weird because all the other people had to say their wish out loud. They, she just must have said it when the cameras weren't around, Reed. Of course. <laughs> and then he didn't come back. He just, his spirit embodied the body of someone that looked like him. Yet she was so in love with him that she just saw him as he really was. Which was so dumb. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard for a plot. Yeah. And then Pedro Pascal's character is like manic and starts like going all over the world and I don't know, looks so like does his need for people to wish to him ever get explained or make sense to you? Like what is I guess he wants whenever someone wishes from him, he gets to take something back from them. So the more people that wish from something from him, the more things he can ask for in return. But what more does he need besides all the money and I don't know, so much money and have, have his oil things hit and power. Like it doesn't, it doesn't totally well, make sense. Well, he was wounded as a child and wants and has an unending thirst for power and money. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And why he picks the particular people he picks. It's just very convenient all the time. Like, the rules of it are kind of fuzzy because like, doesn't he ask for all the 
prestige and power that the president of the United States has, but that's not something that I feel like that's something that, that's not something the president possesses. That's something that other people give him. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Just the the first like scene where he's in Egypt granting that guy's wish and the the wall comes up out of the ground and it just looks so fake and he's like I guess I'll take your security forces and ugh, I don't know. And then and then everyone's angry at the emir, right? Like the implication is you're going to be in trouble now. Like your wish actually isn't that good of a thing. But I never understood why why the emir comes to that room with his whatever four other lackeys and they all glare at him. Did you understand that? No, of course not. Yeah, like why is it a bad thing for him that this wall was built? I don't, who knows. And then uh, how do you feel about Kristen Wiig and not Saturday Night Live skits? <laughs> well, I actually think she did okay. You didn't think so? I think she's the one of the better parts. I mean, her motivation makes sense. She feels overlooked. She wants to feel confident. And she doesn't want to give that up. So she'll do anything she can to keep it. Yeah, I mean, I, I also feel like her transformation was fairly slow and motivated and realistic. You know, you see her you see her very incrementally get cooler, get more confident. Um, the only thing, I mean, the thing that I hated about her character was when she's making her wish and she's like, I want to be, what did she say? I want to be the top of the food chain. Or it's like this super Apex vague. Apex predator. Apex predator. This is a very vague statement. And that somehow translates into her being a cheetah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. That's crazy. That's such a convoluted way of getting this. Cause the cheetah is a famous antagonist for wonder woman from the comics, but that's such a dumb way to get her to create her. Like she could have been wearing cheetah print at the beginning or like been really into big cats or something. I don't know. They could have foreshadowed it a little bit. Maybe. But how sad would it have been if she'd just been made a shark and asphyxiated? Gosh. <laughs> no, one wants to, no one wants to see a shark lady. <laughs> Ew. And then I, I guess I think people really thought, oh, the, the, that island and all the Amazons and like kind of that stuff was really cool in the first movie or like Patty Jenkins did a good job setting up that world. But I thought it looked, I thought it looked bad. I thought it was weird that this like eight year old is competing against 20 year olds. Yeah. That makes no sense why she's and how she's able to be winning. She would not be winning. No, they're, they're grown women. Well, it's like, why not have like a range of like some kids, some older people, like, I don't know. Uh, And, and it looks so hokey. I mean, that whole stadium just. It looked like a cheesy. I, I I feel like I could make a stadium of that visual quality, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> and I'm barely a visual artist, visual effects artist. Well, it's like they were shooting those things with arrows to make the colors come up, but it the arrow shots look so. I mean, just like so fake, and you never even see an arrow really go. Like uh, it, from the beginning, I was just like, no thanks. Yeah, I hated I hated the beginning, and I don't think. I don't know if Gal Gadot is such a good actor. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's why she got the part. She looks like Wonder Woman, that's why. Yeah. No, it's fair. I mean and then 
I don't know if um oh, what Chris is this? Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> He's so dopey. He just he I feel like had looked looked a lot older in this movie. I don't know. Like his, well, he's like coming his, back from the dead, Reed. Okay. Okay. I mean, his beard is all salt and peppery. And and I guess they're, like, I think they played it for laughs. His, like, oh, the world in 1984. Oh. Uh, but not funny. No. It was so bad. The scene when he's dressing in all the clothes. Yeah. And you can just tell, like, the DC people thought they were being funny. And it was just, like. Awkwardly cringeworthy, <laughs> and then I mean they they go they go to Egypt they come back doesn't really I mean, just <laughs> immediate, immediately I mean they're they're back in DC or whatever, and then all she has to do is say I renounce my wish and he's gone and I, I, was there an emotional connection there was there any chance of them being together? Well, it was a different guy, and then it has that Hallmark movie moment where she runs into that guy again on the street. So yeah. bad, but also her the whole premise of her winning, her defeating the villain, is that she convinces everyone in the world to renounce their wish. That's so dumb. Everyone in the world w- would not renounce their wish. Yeah, people could be having such a better life. Yes, and it's not even her. Like it's just so passive too. It's it's unbelievable and it's passive. It doesn't like it's not her using her super uh, Wonder Woman powers to to do something. And then, like, I don't know, this is a very minor point consider- considering everything else, but, like, the, the son of Lord never renounced his wish, yet gets to be back with his dad, and everything's fine, apparently. Yeah. It's like, how, how could you undo all of these things and it all just go back to normal? Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> very, 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 very bad. You couldn't. I honestly, it just makes me think, uh, why, why are we doing DC movies anymore? Like, <laughs> well, they still make money. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows about, who knows about this one? That's true. It had, it had a very good weekend opening weekend, but they also did this manipulation thing where they only let people review it in foreign countries before it opened. And those reviews are always higher. I was reading about it this week. Uh-oh. So so the Rotten Tomato score when it opened was 80 something but then it's the a day after it opens in the US it dropped to 60. <laughs> yeah. That seems manipulative. Yeah, it's a it's a, apparently a ploy that studios use intentionally. I mean, I don't know. I guess there's that the Batman movie is being made with um Robert Pattinson, but if it's like this or if it's this tone or this animation style i just can't imagine enjoying it maybe they should just go more full-on like comic book i don't know i guess that's kind of what they did with the batman in the 90s and the penguin and the joker just more like or you know make the graphics intentionally cheesy or intentionally not realistic i don't know something i I mean I, i just like if you set that next to a marvel movie even if it's not the best marvel movie it just I feel like the tone is better. The CGI looks better. I don't know. It's actually funny. Yeah. It's super basic filmmaking stuff. I, it's just, it's crazy to me that they felt like they had to shoehorn in. I mean, I think, I think Wonder Woman's deal must be that she always battles what fallen gods. 
Apparently, I, mean, I, I don't know anything about Wonder Woman, but apparently that must be her main conflict. Like, so they shoehorn it. They, they do all these convoluted things to make that work. Like, I don't know. Just don't feel so. Make the make the movie and the story be the first priority. And if it matches, like, no one cares if it matches the comic book at this point. No, absolutely not. Just make something that actually freaking works as a movie. Yeah, I just I can't imagine someone reading this script and thinking. Yeah, let's make all these jumps. Let's have no connecting kind of story plot. Let's just, these are going to be cool scenes. Can you imagine a car chase in the desert and a fight on, I don't know, whatever that power plant was? Like, I just, it feels like it's the wrong priority. Yeah, really bad. Okay. Ty, what are you giving Wonder Woman 1984 out of five? I'm giving it uno. Me too. A one. That's one. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch another Wonder Woman movie if it comes out. I hated the first one too. So yeah, I, they're so it, bad. It would, there would have to be a change in kind of style direction overall. I, I'm just going to wait for reviews. I mean, I'm not, ex- I, I am not excited for another DC movie. Like you fooled me enough times. You're excited. You, I'm excited for Pattinson playing Batman. He's so good. He's so okay. Good. That, that's true, but but but, but if that's bad, yes. Oof. If you that's bad, we're out. <laughs> if that one's bad, this podcast will no longer review DC Universe movies. That's right. Um, okay, what else do you have to recommend for our listeners? Well, <laughs> what else do I have to? Re- what do you have to recommend? Yeah, Reed? I'll, I'll, I'll lead because maybe you'd, you'd want to do something similar, but. Uh, you know, Spotify end of the year gives you your top songs. And my top song this year was from Wax Waxahachie takes so much. I thought it was from uh, the other one, the French song. I just found that late in the year, but it wasn't number one, but it was number one in my heart. What's that one? Tell everyone. People I have can't... been sad by Christine and the Queens. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, People have been sad is great. It's amazing. You should look that up, but. I also like Take So Much by Waxahachie. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's cool. Um, I've been, I've been catching fleeting glances of Bridgerton as it's being watched in my household on Netflix. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Shonda Rhimes. It's so bad. I think anyway, I have no interest in watching it. That's what I'm telling people. (laughs) It, It looks so bad. Well, what a sad recommendation. Ty, what was your top song of the year? My top song of the year? Wait, do you remember what it was? Now I can't remember. I, I don't remember, no. I think, uh, let's go positive recommendation, Ty. You want a positive recommendation, huh? Yeah, pro, not what to avoid. Okay, all right. My top one <laughs> was uh, Summer Girl by Haim. Oh, nice. I know Haim. And As I Am by Paper Bird. I don't know that one. And Exile by Taylor Swift and Bon Iver. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Usually my top songs are not from that year, though, which, oh, I did listen, you know, I, a lot of the top album of the year lists include um, Fiona Apple's Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Yeah. Did you listen to that album? I did right when it came out. I think I, I listened through it once. I like it. It's not exactly music with hooks where you kind of listen to it to chill. 
Um, but it's super different. And I don't know, I listening to it this week, I just felt like, oh, it makes me kind of want to make music because it's, it just shows you can just do anything or there's no rules. She, I feel like she just made whatever she wanted to make. And it's, and there's, and there are some beautiful little melodic lines too. Okay. I'll try that again. Revisit it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Oh, and I'm Ty Turley in uh, freezing in Utah. Bye. Bye. We can't give negative recommendations? I don't know. I was like, uh, don't watch this. That's tough. What if someone wants to watch it? <laughs> well, they, they can do what they want.